you're you're starting the intro because I don't know uh, how to do it without my phone voice. Hello and welcome to the Virtually Clueless Podcast. In this podcast, that. we're going to introduce ourselves and tell you a little we're bit about who do we that. are and what we play. We're, we're definitely Further down not the doing cast, that. you're going to learn about some gaming news that we're really into, sharing some opinions. Then. Potentially, if we have time and Michelle comes up with shit to talk about, we're going to go into a 10 inches on buff segment, which we might actually call Lady Front Bums. And after that, we're going to say thank you and tell you what we're going to be doing in the next episode, which we also don't know. But fuck it, that's okay. There, I've started. I'm, I'm totally using that now, you do realize. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, so I think you should talk about yourself. Who are you? Who are you? I am the internet. No, I am CJ, and I am a very grumpy British gamer. That and sounded like my... gay man. Also gay man, all gamer, gay man I'm a gay man or not. Is that like a, Either a, a merman fine. that's gay? We'll go with that. We'll go with that. So, yeah, I'm a gay merman. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a... <laughs> so uh, I'm glad we've got off to such a good start. I'm a gamer, man, and uh, I live in the sea. I've been gaming from a very young age of zero. But anyway, that's my life. Joy, your turn. But I, we talked about this. I don't know who I am. <laughs> who am I? Well, explain <laughs> what you do know. How how long have you been gaming, Michelle? What was your Are first we talking... game that you remember? But, like, I wouldn't exactly consider myself a gamer until, like, my early 20s. I think that there's, like, a difference between, like, a gamer and a gamer. Or maybe I should say that I had a lapse because I was, like, one of the first people who had a computer. So I played a ton of computer games as a kid. And then I played console games, but I don't think that really counts, which is an argument we'll surely have later. And then I came back to PC gaming. How about that? That's fine. Okay. We'll I like things. We're going to be talking about things. What kind of games do you like playing, Michelle? Give me a genre. Genre me. Le genre. Genre you. Games that I like. Facebook games hmm. are not included. <laughs> um, we, we won't even go into friends? them. You can words, have... Words with friends? Yeah. No, um, I really like MMOs, obviously, and I really like um, Guitar Hero, or not Guitar Hero, but, um, you know, like with the band, and you get really drunk with your friends and sing and pretend to play guitar. I really like that, too, which is a console game, um, but outside of that, like, I guess MMOs are pretty much like my my, my beloved games. Mm. Yeah, but I mean, you've, you've played some FPSs before, surely. No, I don't. Well, I have tried, and I failed. When I try to play FPS, what happens, right, is like I'm like, I can do this. It can't be that hard. And like I grew up in a time when we had arcades. I'm like, you know, you had like the gun and you would shoot things. And I did great at those games. But when I try to play like Counter-Strike or Call of Duty or whatever, I literally like just move forward and I'm like instantly dead. I live approximately three to five seconds. They, those games in me, we don't get along. So you're more for track FPSs then? That's what you would have played in the arcade. Basically, track FPSs. You sort of move. Your character moves along a train track, and you don't move it yourself. And then you just shoot when it stops. And then you move further along the track every time. Like I really wanted to play FPS games, especially when 
like a lot of like guild slash clan slash event people were playing i just like i can't do it like i don't know i'm gimped okay like i don't know how else to say it like i honest to god would like seriously move forward like two two seconds into the game like everyone's running we're a big group of people like go to the objective and plant the bomb and and like i literally just like inch forward with this big mass group of people and i would die i don't know maybe i was killed by oh i did play one game where i was kind of successful until my clan slash guild slash whatever this is that we're in at the moment kept killing me because like obviously like i don't play these games a lot so i'm not really good at them i was doing like okay this one time and i was feeling really good about myself and then he kept just repetitively killing me for fun so i think i banned him and decided i wasn't going to play fps's anymore Fair enough. I have been into FPSs for quite some time. I'm more of a varied kind of gamer. I quite I dabble in many things, but if I had to choose, I'd probably go for um, MMOs, FPSs, and strategy games, just because they're like what I seem to get into the most. Like I've got RPGs as well, but as soon as the game's finished, I'm not a giant completionist so much. Like I don't really want to tip my hand there because. I do kind of get a little bit obsessed with some games, but it's more about the story for me with those games. With an MMO as opposed to an RPG, there's no real end, so I I, I can literally be obsessed with it for like years. Like my my last MMO, um, I spent about two years on it with various different characters. Didn't even reach the level cap, but I was just happy to be there because I I don't really level that well with when there's other people around when i'm on my own i just power level but if there's a group of people i start getting chatty crafting's really good i'll end up crafting for years at a time but um nothing will ever advance in the way of skill or uh levels just because i'd never really leave the hub town there have been a few games that like i liked fable a lot except the last one which was kind of shit well it's just really short yeah, it was really short. Um, Assassin's Creed. Like, there are some games that come out that, like, aren't MMOs that I do like to play. Yeah. But they're not, like, super interesting in terms of, like, you enjoy it and then you beat it and then it's over and you're like, oh. Oh. Yeah, I've noticed that, actually, with a lot of more recent games. Like, the the endings haven't been as worth it as they used to be. You're listening to Virtually Clueless. Sparkles! We should talk about something more recent, like Guild Wars 2. No, I'm really, really, really super excited about Guild Wars 2. I really am. Like, this is my... Like, I think that I'm, like, again, with a bunch of people who are PC gamers who want a really, really solid PC game to come out. And we are all, like, hanging our hopes and dreams on this game, which is potentially, like, a terrible idea. But I think we're all just, like, super excited. I think, really, people just want it to be the game it it boasts itself to be. Because it looks like it should be amazing. Um, I mean, even just from the concept art, uh, 
just looks like the kind of game I'd really, really get into. It's 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 not necessarily a bad thing to put faith in something, but it's, it's always good to have a bit of knowledge behind that. And we don't know all that much, because obviously um, we're not in the beta yet, sad face. But it, yeah, it's, it's just one of those games that you can't really help but put some sort of semblance of hope into it i suppose so the fact that they they're doing this like solely for pc and that they're taking their time what we have seen released um has been just really exciting obviously the holy trinity is meant to be gone like there's no there's no need for tank and healer and dps and some sort of caster assemblage anymore or even even just the three the, your tank healer well, and uh dps but i don't know how that's how or so they, they say well i mean that's the way it looks right now i mean from all the footage i've seen from the playthroughs and you know sneak peeks and, and the news all the news that's come out i mean like for instance to say like you can solo up the whole thing or at least most of it till the high end, which is an interesting design. Although it's not, it's not unique. I mean, we've seen it before in stuff like DC and uh, Terror, which is also coming out soon. So I just, I don't know how it's gonna, how they're gonna work it with this one, and if it's gonna work as well as the traditional. Well, I'm wondering how successful it's actually going to be in terms of just being able to solo things, and then as well, like. As you level up and you're putting, you're doing your skill tree where things, when you're doing this, where things are going to be more prone to healing, more prone to damage and more prone to tank. If the community, which is, you know, these are players which are used to the tank healer dps model are naturally going to fall into those roles anyway it, it's it's just the whole concept though that even if you you're not in a group because the enemies all scale and the world sort of evolves with the player if you like it's it's almost as if like you're saying well we don't want people to sort of have to fall into these categories anymore but at the same time they've sort of got rid of the reason why people sort of had to meet up and stick together in the first place because you kind of needed that group together so you needed people with this you, you needed a decent healer and someone who knew how how to work the role you needed someone uh, a good tank who knew when to pull how many to pull um you know how to keep people how to keep aggro and um it's just it's it's weird thinking that all of a sudden all that's just disappeared and you can just be anything really well within reason and any any combination of things that you can pick at, um, at character creation and suddenly that that's fine and more so than that that's fine on your own now you don't need that group anymore we've seen this kind of like solo thing implemented this solo mechanic implemented in different ways in different games and, you know, you can take, for example, um, World of Warcraft, the game that shall not be named, but as by standards, the successful game. Um, and now they have where you kind of solo queue for raids and instances and things. And it's taken away that, you know, look for group and uh, finding people. And, you know, there's half the, the community that says this is great because... Um, 
I can now just go and do the things that I want to do. And then the other half, the people that say, you know, now we're with uh, pugs and we don't know the success rate of these players or, you know, and I think this game is, or Guild Wars 2 in particular is going to be really interesting because it's merging this whole hardcore group of players who power level get, you know, they want to be the best. They want to be, you know, and there's different play styles. There's people like you and me who want to know the story and we want to, you know, kind of follow everything in, in, in different ways, but like at our own pace. But, you know, there's this whole group of gamers that are, you know, very hardcore and they want really an elitist mentality. And then you have people that are like um, still not necessarily hardcore isn't exactly the word I would use, but still like very involved, but aren't necessarily just in it to get to end game or in it to get the best gear in it to whatever they want to enjoy the entire game. Then you have people that are casual gamers and then because of um, a solo ability or whatever to play this game and how, how it's being marketed is that we're going to get a whole new group of people that are the Facebook gamers or are the gamers that aren't necessarily gamers at all or people who may have picked up another game, played it a little, decided they didn't like it and are um, wanting to try to get into an MMO again or being pulled in by a friend, et cetera, and so on. So instead of having this community that's, you know, very, um, because what we've seen really in since World of Warcraft, yeah, um, it hurts to say, um, up to <laughs> now, memories. is that, you know, we've seen a lot of games that were created in kind of like a niche so we've had like Lord of the Rings and so we've had Lord of the Rings, you know, the people who love Lord of the Rings or we've had Warhammer, which people who love Warhammer and recently with Star Wars Galaxies or, or Star Wars, the Old Republic, I'm sorry, is, you know, people who love Star Wars and, um, you know, and so they're building based on this, um, this culture, this gaming culture that already existed or this, uh, this love of the the world and the content and the storyline pre-gaming so that pulled a lot of people in because they were already fans of lord of the rings and so here we have a game where guild wars one was really successful but this is kind of a new game and again it's being it's being really mass marketed to a lot of people and I'm kind of curious to see how the community is going to blend all these different play styles and all these different people, especially considering that now you don't have to work together. You don't really have to have that patience to uh, find people to play with or if you are in a group with someone who isn't necessarily um, doing the right thing or knowing what they're doing to really, you know, uh, take the time to say, you know, okay, this is how we pull this boss or this is how we do this. Um, granted, there are people that are really technical and I think it's kind of stupid. You know, we have a 1.2% chance of making this out alive, which is kind of like ridiculous in my mind. But taking the time, if, if someone's new to something, to really be like, okay, you know, make sure that, that this is how it goes to be successful or even the learning curve 
of going into a new instance with a with a group of people and kind of figuring it out as you go. So I'm kind of interested to see as, as this community is merging all these different people and all these different play styles, how successful that's going to be. I was just thinking as well, uh, when we were talking about community, how people are going to like adapt to this this new because you you just mentioned like how the how how the community is going to shift because of all these new people coming in but i'm not even i'm not sure like you said this was being mass marketed but i've not actually seen that much advertised maybe this is just uh the uk but um like i've not seen that much actual advertising for the game aside from sort of you know youtube um and uh you know their their actual website but you'd have to know about the game previously to to get that advertising i suppose youtube in a way is their biggest uh, advertiser at the moment because of the beta people are doing playthroughs and you're seeing those all over the the uh, website so that's like their most um, worldwide marketing tool but as far as physical media like tv adverts or or posters or flyers or anything like that it's actually not that doing that well marketing wise i'm i'm guessing that's probably because there's no actual release date yet bearing in mind this is uh the 16th right now so it may have changed when this podcast goes out but at the moment i we've not really seen like um an actual release date so maybe they're holding back the the uh, more traditional marketing till then i don't know how it is how is it for the you in the u.s with the advertising i'm seeing it everywhere granted i'm following it a little bit more closely than say like an average person who would go in and just do whatever but i mean i think that if you are interested in games there's no way you haven't picked up on this and i think the proof of that is you know they did this beta sign up and they had over a million people sign up for this beta and they were just completely not expecting this and I think, you know, I think that's kind of what what's holding it up is that, you know, because we were supposed to do the beta early this month and now they pushed it back. And I think what happened is they totally didn't anticipate this huge, huge, huge response to want to want to try the game. I don't know, though. I mean, even before, like before it was officially air quotes announced um, on their website, the, um, the hype started long before they even they even said it was it was officially getting getting made right and i think a combination of that and then when it was known that this game is coming out they did it really smart instead of you know putting everything on the website like here are the classes you know they 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 kind of teased us they said uh, you know here's a class and they did it you know and they did it smartly they showed us beautiful footage of their skills and you know, they really kind of slowly teased us with what was coming. And so you you wanted to know more. You wanted to know what was coming in the game. And as the interest grew and as it was officialized that this was coming out and, and so on and so forth, there's and, and now, especially because we have the um, we have the closed beta footage from, you know, the press there's even more to be excited about because we're seeing even more of the game but i think that um i think that definitely anyone who's kind of 
a PC gamer or uh, looking for any kind of, you know, and I think that's kind of where, where the gaming community is sitting right now is they're either still playing WoW or, um, you know, Rift is now dying. Star Wars Galaxies is not dying, but it's not, I don't think that it's the game everyone wanted it to be either. And so we have this community just kind of like anxiously anticipating a really good MMO to come out. And I think that we're wanting Guild Wars 2 to be that game. Well, I mean, yeah, we, we, we do seem to be like raving this this game up quite a lot. We should explain, other MMOs are available, <laughs> um, but we, we're obviously <laughs> quite excited for Guild We're like, we really should get on the marketing team for Guild Wars 2. Oh yeah, well, you know, this is like going to be the best game in the world ever. Um, but you know, no pressure. I think, but I, you know, and I, and I could be wrong too. And I know I've seen banners and different things. Um, I know I've seen banners and things in the U S um, and, and like I said, there's a lot of hype. There's just a lot, a lot of hype in the community about this game. Yeah. Well, I mean, there are, like I've just said, there are other MMOs that I'm keeping an eye on, not necessarily going to be abandoning ship for, but I don't know. Um, I've mentioned to you before, like, Terror Online's looking really uh, good at the moment. I got a chance to play the one of the closed beaters um, a few weeks ago, and that looks really good. Um, a lot of people are saying it's just trying to clone Guild Wars 2 and then release before Guild Wars 2, so it can say it did it first. But I, I really don't know. It's got a lot of concepts which aren't in Guild Wars 2, and vice versa. Uh, but it, it it's it's sort of a mix, I'd say, between uh, Guild Wars and um, more traditional MMOs, such as WoW, because they have nothing else to compare it to. Realistic combat, as in it's not just go to enemy, click, wait, press button, wait, but enemy is dead. Next enemy, it's, it's real time, like Guild Wars 2 is, but... The questing system is more traditional, as in you'd go to your quest giver or hub town or whatever, pick up the quests, go and kill X amount of thing or collect X amount of thing from thing while killing thing in said thing in place, and then go back to your hub town or wherever you got the quest and hand in. Um, so yeah, it, it's a bit different. You are listening to Virtually Clueless. Ooh. Well, and I and I talked to you a little bit about this before, which we didn't record, but basically what causes an MMO to fail. And um, really, there's two things, and that's going to be content. And under content, it's kind of like bullet noted, you know, is it going to be a... Um, is the game on release going to be a complete game? You know, how many bugs, how many um, issues are they going to have? Um, is it going to be fun um, throughout? Is it playable, essentially? Is it playable? And then on the on the flip side, there's there's community. And what, what World of Warcraft, again, and, and, it, and it's really sad because... <laughs> I don't like World of Warcraft. I really, I think it's, 
There was a time. That it... uh, admittedly, a very brief time where I did play for a month or so. And, uh, I mean, I played I, it I for two years. It. Oh, well, yeah, you probably got a bit more experience than I have then. So, but, and I understand, and Blizzard is really, really successful at marketing, um, is really successful at making it playable to many different people. Um, a lot, you know, before and even still now, we see a lot of games coming out where um, you have to have kind of a higher end computer. And so that filters people out. Again, Guild Wars, they're, they're coming back to that, this is a game that is meant to be played on a pretty basic system. So you don't have to have a gaming PC to make this game function. But Blizzard was really successful with that. They were really successful with um, growing community. They were really successful in, in keeping players interested because even a lot of people that have quit at some point go back. So there, Blizzard was really successful at a lot of games, or a lot of things, or a lot of content within. Hi. Really? Okay. <laughs> they were really successful at a lot of they things. They were really successful I, with Warm. But I think that what what they really um, what they really missed was and what they did wrong to the gaming community period and what i'm really fearing for guild wars 2 is that because they were so successful at bringing in new players and people that weren't necessarily gamers because pre world of warcraft you had final fantasy you had um i'm talking big names you had final fantasy you had um Ayo. uo uh, no, Aeon was after. You had um, EverQuest. And so, I mean, you had successful games and, and games that are still, still successful now. I mean, you look at Warhammer Online, which was a game that was released post-World of Warcraft and, you know, was bringing a lot of things. And I loved that game. And, and I, I kind of mourn the fact that that game didn't make it. But you have um, more people playing UO, which was released in, I don't know, I should have looked that up, but it doesn't matter. It's, it, I mean, it's really old. It's like, like maybe 15, 20 years old that has a, a player base still as strong as Warhammer, which is like just slowly dwindling out and dying. But the, the point is that I'm trying to make is that pre-World of Warcraft, you had gamers and this was a, a total niche um, you know, people didn't PC game the way they did today. Etiquette was different. Um, the people that played these games, it, it, you know, there was a certain group of people that kind of really were into this. It wasn't a mass market thing. And what World of Warcraft did, which was super successful in terms of marketing, branding, selling, and bottom dollar, was bring a lot of people into gaming that had not gamed before. The problem is that you had all these people who had been waiting for World of Warcraft to release that were gaming, were gamers and had played UO and had played, um, and I know I'm missing a few here, but it's not important, and had played EverQuest and had played Final Fantasy. 
and we're really looking forward to this game and what they what they met when this game came out was they they power leveled through it and and you know and got bored or and and that's going to happen in every game but they also suddenly got confronted with you know 14 year old kids who didn't play MMOs and didn't understand the concept and and so what you essentially had was a clusterfuck. Can I say clusterfuck? Because it was a fucking clusterfuck. But essentially, so what you had is is this whole new community. Now, and and it kind of and then it moved on as World of Warcraft continued on, and then people wanted to move on to newer, shinier things, or they wanted to move on to other games that they were interested in or whatever. Is they they kind of. That they were like the offsprings of this World of Warcraft community, and I and I see now versus from before versus you know this this previous community that was of these uh, these people that were gamers and and you know and they got online to play with other people and that is the point of 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 an MMO is that it's not supposed to be fast and it's not supposed to be um, this you know you play through it by yourself. It's, it's a community based game. Um, and especially end game. And, and this is again, where I'm really, really interested to see where Guild Wars two is going to take us is in the end game. Everything that you do is really kind of based on the friends you've met and the people who play and, um, and, and just your friendship, your guild and having fun with other people. So I'm really, really interested to see how this community works since since Guild Wars 2 is kind of adapting to this everybody can play plus everybody can solo. And then on top of that, you know, what is that going to mean for Endgame Guild Wars 2, which is a, an MMO and by the simple definition, it is meant to be played with other people. Well, actually, talking about community, um, do you feel that the community, well, I say feel, because it actually has, but I'm going to ask you anyway, do you feel that the community has has changed in games since, like, the older MMOs or the, the, the older multiplayer games that you were involved in? Absolutely. I, I completely feel that it's changed. And I think that there, I, I think that it, it's kind of like a, a two way thing is one, there's well, uh, maybe three way. Ooh, we're getting into a threesome. Uh, number one is that it's based on the internet. And therefore, there isn't necessarily a responsibility to people that you would have in real life. So how you behave and act isn't necessarily um, as important as it would be if these were, quote, real friends. Now, the difference between this and I would say older games is that you really did build these these very solid friendships. And, and I'm talking, you know, you would play these games with people and you would get to know them and your guild would meet up. And I mean, there was a real sense of um, friendship and community and you know, in the older games, there was there was much more this um, sense of of real community, of real friendship. When you know, guild hopping was very dirty, um, and you really, you know, and and it was a helpful thing, and 
and and it wasn't easy it wasn't easy like it is now to get in a guild or or, or a clan you know you really kind of had to make efforts and and now you see it now and, and you and you saw it a lot especially you know like i said again we're getting back to world of warcraft but really um to in in older games you really had to prove yourself before you were you were allowed in it, it wasn't just like this thing where um oh, I want to join a guild, and, you know, you would type in general chat looking for guild. Um, you really had to, I mean, fill out applications and run with them and raid with them and do a bunch of different things and get on vent and, and see if, you know, you were a compatible person to these people because what it really created was a family. I mean, I remember the age of applications. I, I spent a lot of time uh, in my MMO getting to know people in the guild. This was before I was actually admitted into the guild, I should point out. Then came the the sort of, we had a little inauguration, if I can even say that word, um, where people would come and it would be like a, a sort of in-game meet and greet. And then, then if they liked you, then you might get an application. So yeah, there, there was a lot of steps to getting into a guild, but the 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 point of that was that you knew each member was handpicked um, to get on in that guild. So usually the dynamic worked really really well. And I met a lot of people that were friends for quite a while uh, with me in out of game as well. So it it wasn't just uh, at, you know just in game and then once we left that was it. We 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 you know, fostered actual friendships from it. Um, and some people I even met up with, uh, you know, and, and saw a couple of times. So that was, was really good. But today, it's the, the, it's the age of the troll, really. And you, it's just everybody, as you say, guild hops a lot. There's no real sense of... I don't, well, I do want to say family, because it was a family at the time, and you felt like you were in a little disjointed family, uh, if you were in a decent guild. Um, but now it just seems like, I mean, if you have, if you play most MMOs these days, you'll know that as soon as you spawn with a new character, within like five, ten minutes, you'll probably get an invite to a random guild that you haven't asked for, and it's blatantly just them trying to get as many members as they can. And to be honest, it's partially the game's, some of the game's faults, uh, naming no names. Oh, absolutely. Um, but it's because of, like, they've got incentives to, like, well, if you have this many members, then you get these powers, and you can you can warp to other guild mates, and you can have a guild castle, or a guild fucking a guild barn, or stable, or a guild unicorn or whatever you get for having loads of members so it, it just became a popularity contest rather than than just getting and family. with any element uh, with any game that had an element of pvp which i love um you know aeon um warhammer any game that that came out that that had any kind of like world pvp mode it was zergs so you really had to have a guild with a lot of people because you needed a lot of bodies to do whatever it was that, that you were trying to accomplish. Because it wasn't like, you know, 
Guild A had a, you know, back in the day, you would have these applications, blah, blah, blah. You would have understandings with certain guilds. It was kind of like in, very similar to like actual world politics where, you know, you would have these treaties and understandings with other, with other uh, guilds and clans and, you know, you would all come together and, and fight and help each other. Whereas now... It's kind of like whoever has the most, you know, people and can command the most people to participate wins. And in a lot of games, that was the mechanic that got you your gear or got you, you know. Mm, it's a leech fest basically now. It's basically join our guild and we'll give you loads of leech gear or we'll leech you through this area or we'll, we'll do something to make your life better. And some of the guilds even do actually what they say, but it's still blatant, just, well, you're joining our group because we can offer you things, not we can offer you experiences, we can offer you new people to meet, no, we, we can just offer you material, and it's not even real, it's just virtual material, which cheapens it quite a lot, and uh, yeah, I'm not very happy with the way guilds are at the moment, but that's that's just my... my uh, two pennies on it at the moment or two cents to you i suppose well i think like like you said i think a lot of game mechanics have forced this kind of this relationship or this relationship it's the wrong word but have forced this to happen and it's really sad you know again another another big difference is is society you know it, it almost mirrors society in a way whereas we're now kind of closing in and closing in and everything is super accessible within, you know, I'm debating on whether or not I kind of want to go into this because it's kind of going on a tangent. But what, I, what I'm essentially saying is, is like, you know, back 100 years ago, there was one doctor. There was one grocery store. There was one, you know, et cetera, so on. And so to exist in that community, there was certain etiquette and certain behaviors that you had to accept and that you had to follow. I mean, now we live in a, a really super disposable world. Well, if you go to grocery store A and something happens, well, you can be a total, you know, dick and never shop at grocery store A again and just go two minutes down the road to get to grocery store B. And so there's no there's no uh, like necessity to be kind or good or helpful or a a any of these things. Um, and, and I think that it's, that's really mirrored in games as well is that we live in a disposable society. And I, I think games kind of have to make up for this as well because people don't necessarily want what they had before in games, which was this very lengthy, uh, process to get into guilds and this very, um, you know, this etiquette of how to behave or this, you know, uh, this play style, you know, I don't think that they necessarily want that. And especially these young generations or the new generations of gamers, you know, 14, 15 years old, I don't think that they're adaptable to that because that's not what they know. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's that's just the way the community's evolved because of circumstance, and um, I don't see it getting any better. But hopefully, 
I mean, you do tend to find like the odd one or two guilds or people that are not so much um, set in the ways, but they they respect like the the old ways, the the way things used to be. So I'm sure at some point we'll either end up in a guild of that same class, or we'll end up making one. But either way, it's going to happen, or I'm going to hurt someone. Um, right, so we'll, we've went off a bit there, but that's fine. Um, so I'll just ask you one more question, Guild Wars 2 related, and then we'll we'll move on to your uh, your little segment. Um, Race-wise, how are you... Have you thought anything about which race you'd like to be yet? Have you had a look? Got a few ideas? I'm... I'm sort of the, the, set in stone. I, it's I take just it, a prediction of what you'll be playing. It's 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 kind of impossible because I'm super loyal to my character. You know, like there are some people that can like make twenty alts and you know, they'll play all their different alts, doing all different kinds of things. And I kind of like make my character and it is my beloved character and that is what I play. And, you know, even if I, I pick, like, the most broken class in the game, I will play that class. And because, I mean, I've spent so much time and and just kind of, you know, I don't know. I, I have this, like, loyalty to this character. So it's really hard for me to pick. And then on top of that, like, I just keep switching and flip-flopping, you know, as I see new things, as, as I as I look on the website, I'll be completely decided one day and the next day I'm just like, I have no idea. Or, you know, and I'm a woman, so like I change my mind more often than I, I just, I can't decide. I can't decide. Not right, not yet. Ask me in like a okay. week. Let's see what, see what I say in a week. Okay. Well, I'll hold you to that anyway. Um, as far as I go, I think it's gonna come down to either the char or possibly the non though i have been playing a lot of skyrim so the non kind of a bit too close to home there so it's, i'm i'm going with probably char but we'll see how it pans out can we take a break like can we just like uh can we uh for a minute do you want to uh, can we, uh do you need for to a uh? minute yeah you can uh go ahead and uh <laughs> You're listening to Virtually Clue. Actually, you're listening to Michelle munching on Tex-Mex. Mm. <laughs> that one's getting used. Okay, so when I had originally decided to do this like little segment, which I still don't have a name for, and I'm sure CJ will come up with something. Love you, CJ. Um... I kind of wanted to talk about some things that happen between men and, and, and women in games and especially like this, uh, this phenomenon that happens, especially with like my vent mates where, you know, they're all like very lonely or, or wanting to meet a girl and, um, kind of like what, what, what goes wrong, I guess. So I started to, to kind of like kind of delve into this and I, and I didn't really like how it was going. So I thought I'd start with something a little bit more simple, which is turnoffs. And this is like specifically geared towards gamers, 
um, especially geared towards men. Now, I don't know if CJ is going to have a response. I assume he will, but I'm doing this one uh, solo and in no uh, significant order here. So um, they're all pretty, pretty heinous offenses, in my opinion. Now, the first one is um, not exactly surprising. So um, number one, don't ear rate me on vent. Just don't. And the more, I guess, uh, what's the word I'm going for here? The more like obscene you are, the more like severe it is. Because like, I mean, everybody likes to flirt and like I, there, there's a level of it. So, you know, when it gets to a point where you're going to tell me um, you'll, I will fuck you until I split you open. I, that's just not, no, it, it, it's not a turn on. It's like me saying I'm going to shove a pencil in your urethra. It's just not sexy. And just I, I no. Um, and doubly frustrating in this category is like when you get a group of friends to ear rate me gangbang style or I come into your vent and all of a sudden I have like all these dudes trying to like be super sexy with me. And I really don't understand why this is like even like a sexy or attractive thing to do. It's like to get a bunch of guys together to like talk sexy to a girl or, or whatever the intent is. It, it appears like you're trying to talk sexy to me in a sausage party, which is undoubtedly just not sexy. So I really don't understand that concept or why that was even considered as a good idea. It pretty much makes me think that you're gay. Now, with that said, I have a different tolerance threshold than a lot of girls, and I'm trying to be helpful, like in just like general terms. Um, to me, this is just really funny. But I know to like a lot of girls, this is really either disgusting or unwanted or just creepy. Um, so keep that in mind. Just don't don't be gross, you know, build up to your sexy. We can't handle all the sexy all at one time. You know, you got to kind of work, work your way up, level up to the sexy. So number two, turn off. I expect you to be socially awkward. I, I just do. And that's okay. And, you know, there, there's a point where socially awkward goes from like, um, either like enjoyable or funny or okay to just not okay. And, and that kind of happens in, in two ways. And the first way is when you don't really talk to me, but you talk to me. So for example, let's say that um, you're playing League of Legends and you get invent and I'm like, hey, dude, what's up? And you're like, nothing. And I'm like, so what are you playing? And you're like, League of Legends. And I'm like, so how's it going? And you're like, okay. I've essentially pretty much had a conversation with myself and I've just completely lost interest. Not that you were saying anything interesting anyway, but I don't hold high hopes. So turn off. 
The second one is when you talk way too much about shit I don't care about. Um, I don't really want to know about your mother. I don't. We're not dating at this point. I don't really need to know. So any like long conversations about your mother, your ex-girlfriend, your Pokemon collection, that just basically lands you straight into the friend zone. And it's just not a place you want to be. If you are trying to attract me, try and limit conversations to things I'm actually interested in. Um, also, I'm not your personal ego booster. Okay, and and, and here's the thing, like, t- I feel like I'm a genuinely nice person. For the most part, like, I, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm a good person. But when it gets into like these, like, self-loathing rants of how terrible your life is. This is not attractive by any standard. And furthermore, I absolutely hate it when you ask me for advice and then don't take it. So if you're just going to bitch at me for the sake of bitching, like we're not girlfriends. We're not pillow fighting. You're not painting my nails. Um, why are we talking about this again? Just turn off. So along with this like very peculiar behavior, um, this is a big one. Don't creepy stalk me. And, and by creepy stalk, I mean like come into the channel where I am and like not really get involved in conversation, but just kind of be there to listen to me. It's weird. And don't like mouth breathe. I I really, I don't understand this at all. I don't understand how this is like your show of devotion to come and talk to me. But again, not really talk to me, but creepy mouth breathe invent. Uh, Don't do that. It's a fucking turn off. Also, don't just come into channels where I'm having conversations and raids and things. Like if I'm in a channel with people, I'm doing something. So it's not a good time to talk to me about anything other than what's actually happening in that channel at the moment. Um, And it's just creepy when you just kind of hang out there and don't say anything and you're not really involved and you're just kind of like creepy mouth breathe stalking me. I I don't understand this, why it happens. It's just weird. And, and don't fucking do it. It's creepy. And it's a turnoff. Okay, I've actually lost count of like the turnoffs here. So I'm just I think I'm like at five. But don't tell me how to play my class. Or try and teach me how to play my class. Like, unless I specifically ask you a question that I want specific knowledge of, don't get in a professor role. It's really, really annoying. And you're not Wikipedia. 
if you were Wikipedia, I'd be mind-fucking you right now, and you wouldn't be alone. So just don't do it, because it's a turn-off. When I say no, it does not translate to challenge accepted. Ever. So if you ask me for my address or my phone number or any personal information and I am not willing to give it to you, you should just pretty much understand that that means I am never giving you that information because I think you're fucking creepy. So just stop asking and leave me the fuck alone because it's a fucking turn off. Okay, here's a big one. If I do give you my email or phone number, this is not an invitation for you to send me pictures of your dick. Now, I think that there are kind three kinds of women and different reactions you're going to get. So the first type is going to enjoy this. Now, I've never actually met someone that's going to enjoy this for the sake of why you're sending the picture, like, is going to get, like, uh, sexy from this crotch shot you're giving me. Um, So I'm pretty sure they're mythical, and this is coming from a woman. The second kind of women, or woman, I'm sorry, is going to just be completely gross the fuck out. So, yeah, that's going to be a turn off. Um, And then there's people like me, or women like me, I should say, who are just going to find it absolutely hilarious. Now, I I want you to, to take a moment and consider if grossing a woman out or the fact that she is going to find your genitals absolutely hilarious is the objective of you sending this picture. If it is not the objective you probably shouldn't send it, which basically means just don't send it. Also, if you are going to send me a picture of your dick, make sure it looks nice. Like, we're 2012. There should be some manscaping happening. Um, I really don't want to see your dick limp. Like, if you were going to send me a picture of your dick and you want me to, like, at all... I I don't know, enjoy it outside of the fact of I'm just going to laugh my ass off at this picture and probably publicly humiliate you on vent. Um, You know, there's there's two ways I can go about this. I can say, uh, I can't believe you sent me a picture of your dick and you have a nice dick. But seriously, why did you send me a picture of your dick? Or there can be... Um, why did you send me a picture of your dick and I can't really actually see it because there's so many pubes and pubes are so disgust. Pubes are so disgusting that I, I don't even know, like, I, I'm actually speechless on this. Um, it's like beyond turn off. It's disgusting. Fucking take care of your junk, dude. So yeah, on a, on a, on a totally kind of different tangent here, take care of your junk before you send a picture. And if you never send a picture or if you ever consider taking a picture or just like right now, stop what you're doing and go take care of your junk. If you have like massive pubic hair or if you 
I don't, if it looks unclean or, I mean, there's just, just take care of your dick. I, I will actually post a link on how to shave your, how to shave your pubes in this video because for some reason this does not translate to men and I don't understand. Um, and, and again, you don't have to be fully shaved, like nice trim will do. I just don't want like a pubic bouquet ever from anyone. It's disgusting. It's a fucking turn off. All right. This last turn off is, is really, it's a gamer to gamer. And, and, and I'm asking you gentlemen, do not do this. If we're going to an event or we have a date planned, or we're just spending some quality time together, and you leave the room for whatever reason to go to the bathroom, to get some fresh air, whatever it is that you're doing, and I think you're going to be gone like a max, like five minutes, maybe 10 minutes if you're taking a shit. And I like finally decide that you've fucking spontaneously disappeared and come to find you on my computer gaming, that is a fucking turn off. First, don't touch my computer without my permission. Don't do it. You wouldn't like it if I did it to you, so don't do it to me. Second, what the fuck? We were supposed to be doing something. If you actually want to maintain a relationship with a girl, you're going to have to realize that it's going to take a little bit of effort on your part. So, I, and maybe this is like post landing a girl turn off, but still don't fucking touch my computer ever. It's a fucking turn off. So if you've done any of the things I was previously talking about, you've probably landed yourself into the friend zone, and that's what I'm going to be talking about next week. But if you do have any specific questions or comments in related to what uh, this episode is talking about, or in uh, anything you'd like to be... Uh, anything you'd like to talk about in the future, I should say, go ahead and email them to me at virtuallyclueless at gmail.com and I will um, get to you as soon as I can. Also, just don't be creepy because it's fucking gross. Thanks for listening. Feel free to subscribe and don't forget to check out our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash user slash virtually clueless and our blog for all our news and upcoming shows at virtually clueless.blogspot.com. See you next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Fuck off. What?